I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the, the SG Boys, that little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. What the actual fuck? How is it December again, Josh? How? <laughs> and just like that, snap of a finger. We're inching up towards 2024 Like I don't yeah. understand We have not Set together a room together In a long time And the first thing you start with What the actual fuck Which actually kind of sums up The year mm, Right <laughs> Tell me about it Sums yeah. up the year Sums up where we are The state of the world Yeah, The world has gone crazy And we are beginning Rightfully so with What the actual fuck But 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 you know We soldier on Yes um, This is the point Where you usually come in With a Mariah Carey Silver lining lyric We will make it through the rain Oh right 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 We will stand up Once again There you go On my own And I know That I'm strong enough To man Your singing's improved Oh Which is Which is fascinating Because like I mean like uh, You have been Full on like Booked as a drag queen I imagine more than just lip syncing You have to work with the crowd and everything That's also like talking through the music You're like straining your voice Talking through the crowd all the time So I thought you would show up today With Joan Rivers' voice Oh my god <laughs> Whom I adore by the way Whom I adore Love peace. Sometimes I wish Joan Rivers was here Just give like a comment On like the state of the world And where we are Oh she would have a lot to say Oh boy Yeah, yeah. But even here you are With a fresh voice I think it's just As Mariah says You know Because someone once asked her right, Like what's your secret To singing and everything It's vocal rest as a drag queen because I lip sing a lot <laughs> so there's actually less of me using my actual vocal cords and diaphragm so mm. I am you know I mean I'm engaging my body in other ways like my core in other ways and everything yeah, like, you yeah. know, more body language and stuff but mm, yeah, maybe it's rest I remember there were definitely more than one episode in our season run through where your voice was like noticeably fried oh my god yeah do you remember there was this yeah. one time I think it was after like one of the music festivals I went, went to yeah you were like that yeah. the whole time but you tried yeah. really hard to soldier on I always do I always do come on now we all must this year has been tough for a lot of us yeah <sighs> We're still here We gotta make the best Of what we got You know Yeah, yeah. And we-, we will continue To soldier on I think that's like The perfect kind of like Tie up to what we Started the episode with You know What the actual fuck But We'll be okay Yeah Yeah I mean how have you been Josh Cause like You know We've bummed each other Here and there And like you know We've done Obviously our past few episodes We've recorded it as well But with a lot of other people In the room Yeah But now been- it's just Literally just you and me Alone Which is like more nerve-wracking Why do you say that? Than it's been You know, because I think When we have guests on You know, we come in With that duty to, We're gonna You know, amplify The event that they're doing The cause that they're supporting Touching on an issue That relates very much to Like my job When we do those episodes Is to ensure the recording Everything goes well And, mm. and we represent them well You know, we don't really talk about Where we are right now In our lives as much You know, but then Now when it's just like Oh, you and I It's like, oh this is like the origin of what this podcast is supposed to be about, which is our own stories. Because I mean, I think I've shared, like I, I don't really go out to a lot of parties and I just kind of keep to myself or I keep to a few people. And my day job itself is also doing that, you know, broadcasting rather than like reflecting out loud. 
So it's kind of like scary. It's almost like going into therapy session with Sam Joe. I'm doing it pro bono. <laughs> so honey, you should tell oh, us all your troubles. <laughs> you, you should do like a drag show where it's also therapy at the same Ooh, time. I like that. I mean, drag shows are also yeah. in some sense therapy for people. In a way, la, right? And the drag queens yeah. themselves. I think any sort of entertainment, I would argue, is therapy. Has you that know, kind of catharsis, kind of like, release. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the very least, there's that level of distraction, you know, from your problems that you're going through. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go into specifics, but in the middle of this year, like, I kind of went through a, a pretty rough time. Yeah, I kind of, like, found a lot of solace in watching other people perform. So I took a break, actually, from performing for a bit. Like, I did not have the bandwidth. But I kind of like dove into somewhat unhealthy habits. I was, I was like binging Netflix like a lot. But even then, I started watching, what's that show? Um, Glamorous. <laughs> you know, but, you say unhealthy habits. It doesn't yeah. sound that bad. No, no, no. no like it's just binge watch Netflix. Because I, I mean, I was losing sleep because I was under a lot of stress, right? So I was losing sleep. I was uh, not eating well. Um, <sighs> yeah, I, I, I actually was under a lot, a lot of stress. So I was kind of finding... Ways to distract myself uh-huh. from my problems. I guess it's when I started watching Shit's Creek. Also, took me a while, mm. but I finally like you know, yeah. It's in all these little moments that I remember that okay, life is bigger than my problems. Like sometimes you yes. just have to see, you know, when you see other people, you see their art, or you even see how they portray life, right? Um, be it through these shows or through like live performances, you realize that yeah, you know, sometimes we are so caught up with our own problems, we're in, we're in that bubble, the pressure swells up and you feel like oh my god I can't really deal but for example Shit's Creek right the family is dysfunctional as fuck yeah. um, and uh, my family is not perfect as well it kind of reminds me that hey yeah actually sometimes if we take a step back and we don't take life too seriously mm. and we look at um, the fun and the good and I'm not I'm not like trying to trivialize people no I get um, what you're saying because I think yeah. escapism is something that I think I, I too have forgotten about and I'm trying to remind myself of it mm. you know because some things you know you turn on the TV is a lot of bad news and heck even on my radio show I'm constantly reporting the bad news and I have to sit with that bad news wherever I go yeah. you know and it's not a fun feeling the kind of even the shows that we watch is always like a mirror to the state of the world and I understand how that can be very effective but sometimes you just want to escape for a little bit and remember that it actually I can just enjoy a show and I don't have to just worry about the problems that I'm faced with. And, and escapism is actually really, really important. What do you do to escape? You play games, right? I play video games. Right. Honestly, that has helped so much. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's like some medical evidence behind this where like if you're going through some form of like even physical pain, if you are focused on a character that you're playing that is strong and powerful and they're on a mission or whatever, you kind of like transport your consciousness to that and you almost embody that person, mm. that avatar. Mm. So you kind of forget even the pain that you're going through. So there are times where I, I would be in like a, a state of like my, my mental health would be rough and then I play a video game and I just forget my problems for a while and I just focus on being a survivor running away from a killer. So you are kind of suspending reality <laughs> for that moment in yes. time. But what happens when the game ends and when you put down that controller? It shows that like it is possible to kind of like step away from your problems for a while rather than to just embody that all the time. Like what I touched on earlier, it's about suspending reality because 
I mean, I just came out from reservice again. It's that time of the year. And I realized that my life in there, I mean, I'm still Sam Joe when whether I'm in or out of camp. It's just in a, Sam Joe in a different bubble, if that makes sense, right? It's me in my army uniform. Is that also not drag? And yeah, exactly, right? I mean, it's a gender performance to another extent. Me with like a, a separate group of friends, right? Whom I don't see necessarily that often. But I'm still myself. But at the same time, it's like a different reality. Like our priorities are so different, right? Yeah. Or we have to, you know, compete what we need to do for this particular cycle. We work together as a unit to achieve that, right? I booked out the last day and I immediately went for like a drag gig, right? You know, so I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it occurred to me there and then when I had to switch in and out so quickly, not yeah. just physically, my appearance-wise, but my mindset had to change. Literally, this hour, my goal was to complete my mission outfield, right? And then the next hour, I'm like, okay, let's pack my fuel pack and I need to go back and change and paint my face, not with camo, but with drag makeup because I'm gonna have to oh my god, what's the song I'm doing again? Yeah, then I have to remember how to lip sync again. Like, we all exist in different bubbles from time to time and we float from bubble to bubble. What is actually real, right? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, this is very... Um, Breaking through the matrix. Yeah, this is getting very, like, you know, it's a bit of a mindfuck, but it did occur to me, like, especially when I was going through my rough patch this year, like, looking back, I really felt like, oh my God, that was the end of the world to some extent. But when I was able to remove myself from it and gain perspective, realizing that this is not everything, yeah. right? This does not define me. I can actually just walk away from it. Yes. And I just felt so free, you know, like something lifted off my chest. Wow, now I feel like I'm in therapy, like you are giving me therapy. No, but I'm, I'm, learning, <laughs> I'm learning from this as well. I mean, the funny thing is you're going on stage to become a drag queen. You're probably going to mean that to someone else who went to your show looking for escapism as well. And then you become that release for the person in the audience who's watching you and escaping through your performance and they're going to go in their life. You know, like, it's, it's like a cycle. Mm. It just goes on. Right, right. I mean, hopefully, yeah. Like, if there is um, sort of like a paid for it effect, that'd be great, right? But yeah. it's not something I can necessarily control as well. Yeah. Right? And sometimes I, I will say when I was at my darkest or so, my headspace was just so fuzzy and cloudy that it could be the most exciting show or performance happening right in front of me. And best, my favorite song that I usually would just let my hair down and dance to yeah. could be playing right in front of me. But I would literally like zone out and space out, oh. you know, just because I'm not in the right headspace, right? Yeah. And then later I'll snap out of it. I'll snap out of it, as Cher would say. <laughs> and then I'll go like, wait, what, what just happened? Oh, right, yeah. Uh-huh. It's funny how your mood can really affect your interpretation of things, right? That's why I go back to like, what is reality? Because yes. usually you would really enjoy this, but for some reason, oh, it's just not hitting the right spot now. Because it's not, it's I, like inhibiting you from enjoying the moment. Yeah, because then, then I get very bitter. I'm like, yeah, because like, you know, of course Mariah, you know, is so happy. She's in her sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. <laughs> but what about me? You know, she's had it easy compared to me. And like, my life is so wretched right now. And I can't see myself crawling out of this quagmire. It's just a lot of that, a lot of ugly thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I- I'm glad that for what's worth zoning out and everything, like these things have always been a constant. Like they were there for me whether or not I realized it. And I think more importantly, emotional support. Like, I think surrounding myself with good people who, who have given me like very good counsel. You know, I don't think I would have survived this year without them. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm, imagine it must be the same for you as well. Very much so. But you know, but I, I do want to also highlight the point that, you know, it's one thing to, to consume arts, another to create art, you know, and, and as 
you are benefiting from art itself, you're also going on stage and you're creating art, which is why I brought up that whole passing on thing. No one would have known that you would walk off stage and be in that state of mind because people come to you, I'm sure they do, they come to you and congratulate you, say that was a wild performance, you're so brilliant and everything, but like what you said, you know, when, when your head's all clouded, those compliments don't even sink in, but you continue to go on stage and you, know, you continue to perform, you put your wall paint on, you went on stage, you did your thing and all you can do is just kind of trust that the art will reach wherever it needs to be. La. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you are holding back, like how has your year been? In, in that sense not far off um, right. I, I was really focused on on work for the first half of this year because I got a new radio show I was ready to call it quits in radio and, and when you're doing something for 10 years and it's like your pride and glory and then you feel like it's time to go it's a horrible feeling Thankfully, I stayed and things were a bit different. So I was given a different show. So I really treated it as like, this is my last voyage. I've scheduled so many guests to come on the show. Every day, we've got someone on, another entrepreneur, another artist. And I was giving it my all. Uh, so that consumed so much of my time that when it came to like, hey, where am I actually? Like, what am I doing? It was like a bit of a shock. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to try to go back into dating. And then I tried dating and... I felt so stiff as if like I didn't know how to open up again. I didn't know how to, to feel again. So that was rough. And then I had a period of like my physical health going to shit. Never Google what you think you might have. That's like the worst thing you can ever do because I did that. I went eventually for surgery and, and got that sorted out. And right. thankfully it's nothing too serious. I did my first ever proper health screening since army period where we had to do a health screening. But it was just like years and years of like abuse on my body. And then like, oh, I'm so scared to find out if my levels are okay, you know, and thankfully I'm good, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I treated that as, okay, now we can start to really um, not take life for granted and, and, and start to lean forward a little bit. And then I entered this sort of season of anxiety. I've struggled with depression. I've struggled with suicidal ideation. I've not really struggled with anxiety as much, you know, and anxiety is where, uh, similar to what you mentioned about clouding your reality of things, where things would be completely fine, but then my mind is telling me it's not, that someone is coming for you, this person hates you, and you need to do something about it, you need to correct it. So I'll be in a constant state of like my heart rate racing, and I'm looking around trying to solve every problem. Uh, and, and it was a, a crippling feeling and I would get it in waves and it would go away and it would come again and, and I'm starting to, to be a bit better to be objective it's interesting lo. we got a kind of blessings you know every time I you know get a health scare as well like you're talking about just now oh my god I really freak out and then that's when you really actually know um, what's important and what isn't yes. right? things become very clear it's like okay all these other things can wait and problems can wait but cause, because if I don't have you know, my clean bill of health. If this is as serious as Google tells me it is, yeah. then everything else really doesn't matter. I don't know. I feel like as we get older, you probably have felt this or so being in your 30s. Every other month or so, right, your body betrays you in some way or another. Yeah. You know, it just, oh my God, now I'm like, my back is constantly sore. And you're right? like performing um, on stage on adrenaline as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then now I recently had to see the dentist also because I realised that, oh my goodness, I have like extra bone growing out on my lower jaw but that's apparently like normal but it's just like what the fuck is going on? An like extra am I bone mutating? growing out of your yeah, jaw is normal. It's, it's called, it's called um, 
Torai. You can go search it up. And it usually happens with people who like either clench or like grind their teeth a lot. So I probably have to go and like get it checked as well. And then right now, as you can see, I have this huge ass bruise. Ow. Ow. <laughs> on my knee. From what? Yeah, from performing last. So did you do a death and drop? And now, no, I, I didn't. I don't know why I did. La. I have to go watch the video. But anyway, <laughs> it just felt right in the moment, right? Because yes. my body takes me where it goes and where the music takes yeah. me. Now, actually, on the way here, I was walking from my place and I was actually limping a little bit because it has gotten worse. And so I'm like... Oh, I'm just not the same person as I was before, oh right? Oh my god, we've become so, Lao Gear. Um, I wouldn't say that yet. <laughs> you know, you speak for yourself, but yeah. But even then, what's wrong with that? You know, yes. hey, yeah, we need to do a Lao Gear episode. And can we please invite real Lao Gays on so that we we don't <laughs> feel so loud? No, I'm kidding, lah. But I mean, Asian mortality is something I think about on a daily basis. Yes, my body just can't keep up. It is what it is. Like. Um, I look back and I smile because I'm like, at least I gave it my all when I was younger. Um, uh, and right now, I'm just very thankful that I'm still generally healthy. Touch wood, of course. Like, you know, please let it stay you that way. You look great. Yeah, la, cannot afford to take things for granted. La, oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and like where we are right now, even kind of talking about this, 10 years from now, we will be envious of where we are right now. You know, so mm. the sooner we kind of like understand, that, okay, this is this is just where we are right now and we should really enjoy it and embrace it. Mm. I'm, I'm glad we are talking about this also because how can you and I sit in a room and not talk about pop culture shit, right? Mm. But a huge inspiration for me really is the woman who is currently in like her fourth decade of showbiz. Beyonce. And she's going in her fourth decade. Mariah we, we again. We can go back to Mariah, but like Mariah has, Mariah debuted when like 1990, right? Okay. Vision of Love. We're talking about someone who debuted in 1983. By the way, she's going around right now. Sandro, you can have my radio DJ job anytime. Oh, really? You would kill okay, hey, when the you, airwaves. When you take MC, you let me know. I'll come and do like you know. You've been on the show with me, super colorful. Okay, but diva for decades, celebration tour around the world. You want to know something? Yeah, yeah. Josh's face, Josh's face. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Madonna fan. Yeah, but it's funny you bring this up. I deleted my Facebook. There was someone who was making fun of Madonna, calling her old. And I just stood up for Madonna. And I just said, her work speaks for itself. She's beautiful. It started going into it, the back and forth territory. And I just like, you know, I don't need this. So I just deleted everything on Facebook. You, do you just archive it or you just delete it? Delete it. Why everything. did you have to step down and back down on no, that I just, one? I just realized that I don't need that. I don't need to. Okay, but that's just one person. Why do you let that one person affect you so much? So I'm not coming for you, but I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess I'm just experiencing secondhand anger right now right. Uh, uh, towards that person yeah. who made you delete Facebook. Because if you think about it, what would Madonna have done? Water off a duck's back. Exactly. And like, you know, you're right. She has nothing to prove. Yeah. You know what I mean? At 65, I would love to see all these keyboard warriors go up there and do the same thing that, yeah. you know, she, she's been doing for 40 years, you know. Yeah. And she's now, what, 65? And she's sure she's not as nimble as before, right? You know, and we recently saw her. Were you at a Rebel Heart tour when she came to Singapore? I did, yeah. Yeah. So that, was, that wasn't too long ago. That was like eight years ago. Mm. But even then... It was eight years ago? Yeah, 2015. Can you Stop believe it? Stop it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went down this whole Madonna called that rabbit dive. hole also yeah. when her, you know, celebration tour videos leaked, right? Yeah. And especially when she turned around and after Bob the Drag Queen introduced her and then she oh. just launched into... She opened with Nothing Really Matters in that, you know, a redo of her kimono. Yeah. You know? 
And the lyrics were just so poignant, you know? And yes, I'm not as old as her. I basically went to Wikipedia the shit out of her and was like, okay, at my age, what was she doing in her life? And actually, that was around the time when she was doing kind of like mid-career as well. And her perspective in, again, back to perspective, right? her, yeah. you know, her priorities and perspective in life had shifted. She had just given birth to her daughter. You know, the lyrics of the song also spoke to that, right? It said, when I was very young... Nothing really mattered to me But making myself happy I was the only one Now that I am grown Everything's changed I'll never be the same I'm a hardcore Madonna fan Josh, so you totally (laughs) understand this I guess because she's been around for so long, right? And yeah. inevitably, a lot of her older music was in my blind spot, I will admit. I didn't realise how meaningful that song was, and especially now. And she sang it again, and, you know, an opening night at O2, it was her daughter's birthday, daughter that inspired that song. Lourdes, yeah. And at the same time, she had just come out from the ICU, right? Yes. Like, you know, she almost died. She actually yeah. revealed that she didn't know she was going to make it. The doctors didn't think she was going to make it. She woke up with all her children sitting around her because that's how they actually thought she was going to die there and then. And I just, if you're so close, you're that close of a brush with death and you get up there and you still continue doing what you love. Mm. For me, like that's such an inspiration and I hope that I will keep doing what I love to do for as long as I can. And that's the kind of spirit that, you know, I feel like Madonna really embodies. Yeah. And shame on all those people who don't recognize that, especially that person who made you quit Facebook. She proves just the opposite, right? That you can do anything like, you know, it's not about how old you are. It's not about how you look. It's not about how many lemons life has thrown you. But you just got to keep squeezing and, and, and keep going. And if you can make people happy in the process, whew, yeah. then, then that is a life worth living. Look at you. Yeah. I think this might be my favorite moment of you ever on this entire series. <laughs> Why? I've never seen you like this. Really? Yeah. Mm. And I'm not saying that it, it, I've never seen that side of you come out. And it's so strange because, you know, we, we started this talking about how this year has been tough for you. Mm. But then we're closing the year with such clarity. Even though you may not fully feel that yet or has not fully realized for you, but you know the answer is there. And you're able to spell out the answer. Now you just need to believe it. You know, and that's where I'm at as well. I'm coming up from that season of anxiety. I'm better at it but I'm still shaking off that shadow. But yeah, year of comebacks, because even, you know, look, you look at Britney this year with her book, you look at Kylie Minogue with Padam Padam, that's another artist who's been around for a long time and, and for her to even come out with new music and for it to hit the way it has. Yeah. And you look at Mariah Carey's season that we're in right now and yep. what she's gone through, her glitter years and justice for glitter and like where she is right now. I think where we're moving towards is that we all have our rough periods, but there is light at the end of the tunnel you know yeah. like it's um like i was watching this um video to help me with my anxiety a couple of days ago and this therapist was was saying in the video that you know when you watch a movie or you you read a story or whatever or even in the case of britney and what she was going through that was the conflict and that was the obstacle mm. right but there is more i was trying to remind myself that okay whatever that i'm going through this is just the thing that's happening now and then there is more you know, and, and when we kind of like look at things from the bigger picture and try to see that bird's eye view, we we are able to then free ourselves from that perspective. Yeah. 
And remember that nothing really matters. <laughs> All we need is love. Speaking of love, I am in love. Oh, you are? Oh, really? I am. Okay. Oh, see, I knew you were burying your lead. You always bury your lead. You know, I I said that I I tried putting myself out there. I tried dating and and I felt really closed up. And then I met someone and I started feeling a lot and and it became so scary. And that also became harder on my anxiety. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I have anxiety attachment inclination when it comes to this sort of like secure and then there's anxious and then there's avoidant. I'm definitely anxious. The past couple of months has just been like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling again, but I'm so scared to feel again. Because you're like, if I'm happy, it means someone's going to take it away. That's the anxious part of my brain that I'm wrestling with. Mm. Anytime something good happens, a part of my brain starts doubting and starts being fearful. And because I'm afraid that I will act on this fear, I close myself up even more. So I'm trying to just say that I'm actually happy. Okay. I'm actually in love. That's a good thing. It's a scary little thing, love is. Crazy little thing called love. That was what I was trying to get yeah. to. Thanks. Yes. Thanks yes, for helping yeah. me with it's the It's okay. I got, you, I got you about the references. Yeah. Are you in love, Samjo? I'm in love with life. Let's just put it that way. Next question. <laughs> no, um, it has not been a priority of mine. Okay. Although I probably should start prioritizing it. Um, but hey, I for me, it's like, if it comes, it comes. I'm not, I mean, I feel like we're very different in the sense. I feel like a lot of friends that I have also who, they feel like they're their best in a relationship. Yeah. And I, I'm very happy for them. You know, I'm very happy for you also. But I'm the sort of person who, I don't know, I feel like, I feel a lot more free when I'm, on my own I'm so a little bit of a Hashtag Miss Independent <laughs> So you're like a bird You only fly away Way. You don't know where my Your soul, soul is I don't know Where my home is By the way Let's talk about Nelly freaking Furtado Nelly Kim Furtado Okay Nelly Kim Because she was named After a Soviet gymnast Did not know that um, Yep Fun facts right You gotta know Your Canadian icons um, No I fucking love Nelly Furtado And she's yeah. gonna be On Drag Race Canada As a judge I think I'm a bit like Nelly Furtado First album Whoa Nelly whoa, that- Nelly whoa Nelly Whoa 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 Nelly Yeah Whoa Exclamation but <laughs> Nelly Whoa Sam Joe Whoa Nelly yeah. Anyway I digress Oh we're talking about Like whether I'm in love You know they say That's when it happens right When you're not what? looking for it And you're like A bird and you only fly away And that's when The yeah. other bird finds you And yeah. then you're like Hey Sam Joe I went for one of your shows Right and then you find out that, Oh my god I'm in bird paradise And I'm stuck Oh <laughs> <laughs> Newly revamped Bird Park. Yes. So it used to be called Jurong Bird Park. It was all the way in Jurong. And then now they moved closer to the zoo. Mm. So it, now it's in Mandai, which is also like freaking far. But never mind. For wildlife, I would travel. And then you know what? I used to like the Bird Park. Okay, we're not going to get sponsored by, by them now. But I, I I, was a bit disappointed. I was a little bit disappointed. I've never found the appeal of the Bird Park, whatever its name. Because really? it's, it's a bird. they fly away and you don't get to see them up close it's not like you're approaching a tiger in an enclosure you know oh no like some birds would actually like uh, fly to you the lorries you know the lorry loft especially if you have some like nectar for them and some of the birds are actually quite unfazed because they're, they're quite acclimatized to humans oh. and their keepers so you'll be surprised that they'll just be like weaving in and out of you um, of your way um, but that was more so in the old bird park. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So now bird paradise, what I feel like, and I feel like it's happening to a lot of Singapore, is that it's just so 
like you walk into this particular attraction and it is sponsored by this particular corporation ah. and it is all the boardwalks, wooden boardwalks that are so curated with the railings at the side. Yeah. And it's just so man-made. That was a bit of a... a let- I mean, what do you expect while you're going to like a... The whole idea of a bird park in the first place is curated, is man-made. Yeah, it's an attraction. But I really was expecting more of like an immersive experience. Like, but it was still yeah. good bonding time with the family. So Okay. Sentosa used to be very different. Remember when we were growing up, Sentosa was yeah. very rustic. You, you were like on an island. It was... There was a monorail and everything. There were some attractions, but it's nowhere near what it is right now, which is like everywhere you go, they're charging you something for something. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. Extra. I don't know what it is with like all these um, add-on charges, mm. hidden charges. Wild. Wild. But let's not get into that. We're sounding like, you know, two aunties. I'm, jo- I'm enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> It's like back in the day, yeah, huh, last time, last time uh, like yeah. But we have become, we have become like that lah. Yeah. Like last time things were a lot cheaper. Don't you feel like things are so expensive now? Yes. Like fuck. Yeah. Honestly, like just now, I took a grab share here and it was under ten dollars. I was so happy, cause for the first time in forever, mm. wow, my grab ride was under ten dollars. Yeah. Like you know, unheard of, right? Yeah. Seriously, what does the boy have to do for? plate of chicken rice that isn't more than $5. Like, I feel like very hard to find these days. Cook. You gotta very, cook. Very I just, cook. I cook almost everything now. But what if you don't cook? And you gotta know where to go. So I have not eaten today. I'm, I'm just like, once once I'm able to, then I'll go find something affordable. Otherwise, it'll just be like, I could. I mean, obviously I can just like deliver something over. That's more expensive. Exactly. So I'm just like, I don't want to spend that money. Go to 7-Eleven, pick up something, and then air fry something, combine it together. Yeah. Do you have like a supper date after this? No. Oh yeah, no. he's he's in uh, he's overseas now. Ooh, so can we? You know, I'm sure our listeners would love to know mm. since we're circling back to you again, oh. because obviously this is like if we were the tabloids, then yeah. obviously you're not gonna focus on me lah, because like you know I'm single like blah bloody blah, blah, but what? it's all about the new romance in the house. So I'm just gonna ask a few journalist questions. Um, sure. You don't have to name him due to privacy reasons, right? Okay. Like, you know, uh, PDPA and all of that. Yes. But let me just ask you some quick fire questions. Pretend I'm Wendy. Um, so first question, mm. how did the two of you meet? Instagram. How? I actually actually talked about this person on radio and covered their story without realizing it was this person. Because this person kind of like works in the media as well. And, and I was kind of like talking about this person. And then when I, I found them on Instagram, I was like, hey, I remember talking about this person and what they do. We, we were just DMing each other and then... But who slid into whose DM? I slipped into his I DMs. knew it. Okay, but that's what I like about you, Josh. I'm a go-getter. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are too afraid. Please don't be ashamed because yeah. I feel like you were a bit sheepish when you admitted that. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's embarrassing sometimes, right? You Why? You're like, oh, I gotta... Cause Why? Because we, we all want to be the princess to have someone run over and be like, hey, hey, you know, but then, you know... No, nah, I feel like that's the thing in... Um, okay, maybe I, I, I don't want to say Singapore, but I feel like just a lot of people in general, even people who are seemingly confident like us, right? Right. Um, a lot of people would assume that, oh, like, you know, we, we would take a lot of the first initiative and everything, make the first move. But I feel like it doesn't always happen. Sometimes you let your inner saboteur yeah. think that, oh, you're not good enough. Or like, what if they reject you? But there's like, like such a huge fear of rejection, like just yeah. hanging, looming over you that you don't even make that first move. But what I admire about you is that you actually, from time to time, pluck oh. up the courage and you go yeah. for it. And sure, you have, you may have some hits, some misses, 
some number one, some bubbling unders. <laughs> okay, the reference Mariah. Yeah. But um, yeah, look at you right now. You're yeah. riding on a on a hit, possibly a bubbling under <laughs> over. Oh, this is my number one. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Society celebrates the the person being chased, you know, mm. and and. I talked to this person, just wanted to be friends with this person. And this is the first time in the dating process where so much time is spent getting to know each other. I've never had that. I, as much as I am a go-getter, I'm also someone who rushes things. Mm. And this was something he picked up on very, very quickly early on. He's like, I already can tell you're going to rush things. So I'm going to tell you right now, don't do that. Okay, but I'm also going to like be with you so don't feel like I'm abandoning you, you know? Why do you think you rush things? Actually, that's, a, that's something I've noticed about you also. Fear Not- of abandonment. Right. I've, I've, so, so throughout this whole period of anxiety was also a period of reflection and healing and also confronting a lot of my own issues that I'm like tracing the roots of. And I have mad wicked fear of abandonment, mm. for sure. This whole dating process has shown me so much about what my problems have been. But the incredible grace that I'm very grateful for is that he's always like, show me your ugly, which I know is a Gaga reference. But he was just like, don't show me the pretty side. Show me the ugly, you know? I will do the same. Trust that I'm also still here. It's been very scary to do that, to like stand naked in front of someone, not just the physical aspect of it, but just be like, okay, this is who I am these are what I'm going through. This is my anxiety. And I'm telling you that I'm going through anxiety. And I'm telling you that this is what my mind is telling me. And I'm scared to tell you as well. Because I know that if I tell you, you're going to leave. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm like right here. How do I, what's the other song that would have referenced? Oh, yes, of course. Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> Bare naked. Oh my gosh. No one can take it. No one has given Jennifer Love Hewitt the flowers that she deserves. Right? For that song, for her singing career. Thank she's you. She's phenomenal. She's such a good singer. So good. Yeah. I mean, I love Ghost Whisperer, but she had a banger album with yeah. Bare Naked. It was so big, but no one remembers that freaking song. It's I so remember. good. When I first debuted my drag, right, March last year. Yeah. So I actually did two songs. The first song was obviously Tata Young's Sexy Naughty Bitchy, Love yes. Her. And the other one was Jennifer Love Hewitt's Bare Naked. Yeah. And because it's about being vulnerable, she imagines that she's running through the street naked and she's feeling like, oh my God, everyone's staring. Oh my God, I remember that. how controversial that video was. Yeah, yeah. When actually it really showed nothing, right? Yeah. Compared to like the shit we see these days. <laughs> mm, such a catchy song about, I guess, comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. yeah. Or so it could be you... a metaphor for kind of like just showing people who you are, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Inside so, out. Yeah. Honestly, if your partner or your loved ones can't accept you for all that you are, yeah. then do they really deserve you? I don't think so. Yeah. Actually, hmm, looking at the lyrics right now. What? <laughs> Did we get it wrong? Did we overthink it? I think we overthought it, but, never, but I think that's, that's what we took away. Was it actually just a naughty song? It was, no, it's like, I feel bare naked and I just can't, can't take, take it. it. I'm getting jaded. No, I just can't take, take it, it anymore because I'm bare naked and I know life's what you make it. Wish I could float away to some other day. So huh. it's, it's just her feeling conscious. Like, you know, oh, okay, okay, and okay. owning that vulnerability, which mm-hmm. is also quite precious if you think about it. Oh my God, I tell you our listeners are going, especially younger ones, who were not around when she was making music, but they're probably going, all these old millennial references. See, that's one way you can look at it, or you can look at it as, hey, this is the cheat sheet right now to go and do a deep dive on some of these great songs. 
I love a good comeback. I think like the, the theme of this episode is really like comeback. I wish she would make a comeback. Oh, by the way, she's only forty four. She's not at all. Yeah, I know what you did last summer. Love not yeah, just yeah, not yeah, just yeah. not just the divas, the megastars and celebrities, but also like ourselves. You can start off the year a certain way. Your life can go through a certain period, but then you can come back. Interestingly, so I was in reservists like a couple of weeks back, right? This particular camp that I was in, okay, they, they put up motivational quotes in the toilet. So <laughs> I literally came out of the shower one day. <laughs> How I, different are army camps I, now? I know, what? I know. No, motivational you'll, quotes? You'll be surprised at who the quote came from also, okay? <gasps> Okay, I tell you, wait, let me Google it so I don't fuck this up. Because it was a very powerful quote. Please, wait, wait, please. Wait. That was, right, like, slightly shivering because, you know, there's no heater, right? Ah, so the water yeah, is cold and I was yeah. showering at night, but never mind. I was just honestly, like, trying to rush to get up. But towel wrapped around my waist. And then this thing at the side of the wall just caught my eye. And I was like, what is that? Oh, my God, it's a motivational quote. Let's read it. <laughs> it said, failure isn't the end of the road. It's a big red flag saying to you, Wrong way, turn around. Mm. And guess who said it? Shaka Khan. <laughs> Very close like, in, the, in that A-list territory, yes. You know one of our SG boys wrote that and was working in admin for the military and then had to come up with a motivational quote and then chose one of these quotes. Oh, probably. Like, <laughs> probably, one of us. probably. One of our, One of us. Aretha Franklin. Uh, no, but I'm pretty sure she, they have crossed paths as, as well. Yeah. Gloria Gaynor, Cindy Lauper, Cher. No, you're getting colder now. <laughs> Michelle Visage. <gasps> okay, this person has probably interviewed all these people before. Barbara Walters. Oh, getting closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. In the ballpark. Oprah. Yes. <laughs> it was an Oprah Winfrey quote. In the middle of this, like, SEF camp, like, you know, in the toilet. It's super funny. I just cracked up. Like, honestly, it was oh hilarious. Yeah, who would have thought, like, you know. But I feel like, in a way, everything happens for a reason. And I maybe needed to see that quote mm. in this, at this stage in my life yeah. where I'm also kind of like, I feel at the crossroads. Hashtag Britney. And I'm trying to figure out what's my next step. In a way, at the end of the year, we're all at some crossroads one way or another. So yeah. it's kind of like, okay, you know, if things aren't going so well, you turn it's okay. Just like, I know it sounds very cheesy, but sometimes you need someone like Oprah or like you need like um, an SG boy to print it out and stick it up in the toilet for you to like, for it to really register is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like for, for it to sink in and go like, oh yeah, hey, maybe. That's what I need to do. It's not I, the end of the world. It really isn't. It's not too late for a comeback. I had the chills when you were saying that. Why? Because you just reminded us of like where we are calendar-wise with the year. Because you asked me why am I so afraid if I'm happy, if I'm in love, radio show is going well, health is going well, why am I so afraid? Mm. Right? We're at the tail end of the year christmas season season of giving reflection thanksgiving and all that it's almost like i'm holding on to the fact that okay i want this year to end but i also want to get right so that i don't have to start next year feeling so anxious anymore there are all these wonderful things and i want to appreciate it i want to enjoy it and even if things don't work out or whatever i want to be able to like keep my chin up and not feel so afraid and i want to start 2024 like this so i'm trying to like get right so that I don't bring any of that shit over to 2024, mm. you know? Because just like you, you've gone through your stuff this year as well. And you don't want it to drag on. You don't want this narrative to continue to 2024. I want to also just be able to like let 
2023 go and kind of like just step on it, you know? Mm. Yeah. I'm less hung up these days about like starting things on a clean slate. I mean, because so much of where we are, what we are now comes from the knocks that we've experienced along the way. Mm. If I'm a little bruised as I am right now, or wherever, whichever part of my body or my heart, that helps me make better decisions going forward. Reminds me of all the U-turns I've encountered and mm. not, you know, this is not the road to go down anymore. I'll gladly carry that baggage with me. You Ooh. know, yeah. Ooh. yeah. Thank I'm you. Somebody please quote me and no, put me I, up in an army no, camp no, shower. No, no, no. Thank you why, very this much. This is why. <laughs> this is why this show is important, not just like for the audience, but like for ourselves as well. Like we in, can as, kinda, as important as art. <laughs> we need to like be able to come together as queer people and like share. Because like this is where I'm at, right? Mm. A mix of like love and fear. You're trying to tell me to embrace my Natasha Bedingfield bruises. Yes, basically. <laughs> Because you bruise easily. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I will take that. I needed to hear that. I come from like a like a work environment and everything where you're not supposed to show your bruises. You know what I mean? You're supposed to kind of like hide it. You're supposed to kind of like always be on a clean slate. You're always supposed to. So 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 I think that's where so much of my anxiety comes from. That what if I fuck up? What if I make a mistake? You know? What if I ruin it? And mm. then what if I'm abandoned because of that? That's where a lot of my anxiety comes from, where I cannot fuck up. Because if I do, then I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to lose everyone. So I'm constantly in a state of like heightened. I, I want to make an early resolution to not be so worried about the bruises and stuff. And know? also remember that some things you can't really control. I'm not saying don't worry about it. Some things you can't help. But it really might help if you take a step back and go like, hey, if, if I can't control how person A reacts to me, yeah. Or how situation B is going to turn out. Why am I losing sleep over it? Like, yeah. it's really not within my control. And I think the moment that really sinks in and you really believe that, that heavy feeling would lift off you. It has helped me a lot. It really has helped me a lot. I'm like, okay, that one cannot control, right? Okay, don't worry about it. You know, I'll worry about it later. Cross the bridge when it comes. If, if you start worrying about every single thing, like you're just going to feel so overwhelmed. Yes. And like you're, you're not even going to appreciate what's in front of you at yes. the moment. And right now, if what you have, like you said, like, you know, it's something that's going well and what you have is a good thing. Yeah. You know, don't let all these, these other things like mar it. <clears throat> right? It's not worth it. Come on, guru. Yeah. Actually, um, yeah. I mean, you're welcome. You're feeling your That would be $556 before GST. Thank you very much for one hour of consultation. (laughs) I like where you're at. Maybe I should be a life coach. Yeah. No. (laughs) Okay, wow. No, no, for real. Wow, okay, that hesitation right there. (laughs) For real, thank you for that. No, thank you for that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, always available for chat. That's what I always extend to my friends. Um, Lord knows that's how I survived this year, right? Because my friends were there to hear me out and give me advice and and talk to me. Basically, just hear me out when I really needed them the most. And I feel like that's the least I can do also for them in return. I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Sam Joe. And we are... The SG Boys, that little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at The SG Boys. The beliefs, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are attributable to its hosts only and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, or individual.